This is the Colts Daily Update, a look at the latest with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. A week 17 is upon us tonight in the NFL. The Titans take on the Cowboys Thursday night football. Tennessee on a little bit of a downhill. They've lost five in a row. They're now in second place in the AFC South. Only two games to play tonight. They're in danger of losing six in a row for the first time since 2015. The Colts, meanwhile, they're on the practice field today. They're getting ready for their matchup on Sunday against the New York Giants. The Colts check in 4-10-1. The Giants 8-6-1. And if the Giants win on Sunday over the Colts, they will clinch a playoff spot in the NFC for the first time since 2016. That's the backdrop tonight. I'm Matt Taylor. Joined tonight, it's Thursday, so J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com is here as well. J.J., happy December 29th. I think you and I are the only ones working in Indianapolis today, brother. <laughs> hey, the, the the content doesn't stop, even <laughs> if it's uh, around New Year's. And Hey, we're going to be in uh, New York City, New York adjacent yep. on New Year's Eve. Yep. Uh, what time are you going to bed, and why is it 9.30? Um, I wish it would be a little bit later than 9.30, but not much, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you. It's going to be pretty nice to have. I mean, I always say on the road with, with two kids at home, and I never say this in front of my wife, so I hope she's not listening, but to get a solid 10 hours of sleep in a hotel yeah. room by myself is, yep. is pretty clutch on the road. The last opportunity we have this year, so better take that's, advantage that's exactly of, uh, right. of it. And even though we are probably as close to Times Square on New Year's Eve as maybe you and I will ever be, I have no interest. Still no desire. That's Absolutely right. no interest where, in going there. Where do people go to the bathroom? Honestly, like where do they go to the bathroom? Like uh, your shoulder- Stadium pals? Well, you're, you're shoulder to shoulder. I'm sure like all of those you know, restaurants and storefronts there in Times Square, they're not letting people in. I never thought about it because I also never have considered going to Times Square. I, ha- I really haven't either. I really haven't either. I, it's not it's something that like really appeals experience. to me. Exactly. Yeah. How do you get around? And uh, it's an arm and a leg to get back to the hotel for sure. Yep. All right. Well, the Colts are um, they're sticking with Nick Foles at quarterback as we transition into some football here. Two games left. Um, obviously, the offense did not go well on Monday Night Football with Nick Foles at the helm for the first time this season. What kind of hiccups did he run into operating this offense? How can they improve this go-around on Sunday against the Giants? I think you saw Nick Foles take some shots downfield early, and that was something the Colts hoped he could do Mm -hmm. to just get defenses to back off the run game a little bit. But he didn't complete any of those passes. One of them was intercepted. Um, And I I think that's where you need to see him improve in this game is even if you only hit one or two of those, that – you know, 35, 40-yard chunk that you might be able to get out of it is usually enough to change the calculus of an opposing defense. There are going to be some opportunities in this game. The Giants are going to send a lot of funky blitzes. Wink Martindale is known for sending exotic, exotic pressures, cover zero from different looks and stuff like that. If Nick Foles can get the ball downfield in this game, maybe that changes their calculus a little bit. Maybe they have to back off a little bit on some of those looks. Mm-hmm. Um but if, if he doesn't, again, then, you know, the Chargers got to Nick Foles seven times. And Chargers sent a lot of pressures in that game. Uh, Kenneth Murray Jr. had a couple of, you know, impactful yeah. plays in as a pass rusher, their off-ball linebacker. Um, you know, and, and only two of those sacks, by the way, Jeff Saturday said, were on the offensive line. So that this is going to be a challenge for this Colts offense. But I think the, the big thing for Foles is going to be hit a downfield shot early 
and get that Giants team to maybe back off a little bit so they can't just tee off on you yeah, throughout the game. That's the game within the game. The Giants, as you said, they're led by Don Martindale as defensive coordinator. The Colts know him well. They've, they've played him the last couple of uh, seasons when he was with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. As you said, a very unorthodox coach scheme-wise. He's going to send a lot of blitzes, a lot of exotics, but could be a, a good game for the running game, at least on paper, potentially. Zach Moss has been running very hard, very physical when he's had the opportunities these last couple of games filling in for Jonathan Taylor. And as a defense, the Giants are giving up 145 rushing yards per game. I want to see the running game show out on Sunday and, and, and help. Nick Foles, and also helped this defense stay off the field. Yeah, the, the Colts were not able to get into the rhythm with the running game that they wanted to on Monday night. Zach Moss only had 12 carries, but he did average 5.4 yards per carry on those attempts. If you can get that running game established a little bit more, mm-hmm. get into more of a rhythm with it, avoid taking sacks on early downs, that's going to help the, the entire offense, and it's going to help get the ball downfield more, too. Um, that's going to be a, a big key for the Colts, absolutely, and I think a lot of people here just you just want to see what Zach Moss can do. You know, he he had those 24 carries against the Vikings where he came in for Jonathan Taylor and tough circumstances stepping in in the middle of a game. You know, the the fact that he got the 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 production he did after a full week of practice leading up to the Monday night game is encouraging. Let's see it again here on Saturday or Sunday in New York. That's J.J. Stangovitz. I'm Matt Taylor. This is the Colts Daily Update. This is 93.5 and 107.5. The fan leading you into Pacer pregame tonight. The Pacers take on the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Fieldhouse. Elsewhere on defense, Isaiah Rogers was placed on IR with a knee injury, so his season is over, and he was – really kind of growing this year, more evolved into a a regular starter on defense at corner. What did you make of his season now that it's over? How did he take a step from year two to year number three as a cornerback? Yeah, I just think in the way that he's been able to kind of hone his technique and and some of the little things that he was able to do, the little details in defending receivers, you know, when they hit the top of their breaks and, and anticipating some things, his coverage was really good. I think that the one thing he said I had a little chat with him oh, it was maybe about a month ago where I, I, I went up to him and was like, dude, you're playing really well. And he's like, yeah, I'm not, get, not getting interceptions, though. I'm not getting my hands on enough balls. Uh, and he said, you know, until I do that, I'm not going to feel like I'm, I'm playing at a really high level. And I thought that was a really you know, good bit of self-awareness by him. But I also I was like, dude, no, you're playing really well. Because um, his coverage has been good. He, he, he was not allowing explosive plays. Uh, you know, he was he was playing good, tight coverage. He was playing the techniques that the Colts wanted him to play. Mm-hmm. And I just think all this is going to benefit him going forward, uh, going into 2023. It's going to be a contract year for him already, which is crazy to think that, you know, we're already into that, that fourth year for those guys who are drafted in 2020 after this season ends. And it's going to be a big year for him, but I think he has definitely played his way into an opportunity to be a starter, a full full season, full-time starter on this nickel, team opposite yeah. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. yeah, right, whether it's in the nickel, whether it's outside, he right. can do both of those, and the Colts trust him to do both of those. What, what do you expect the Colts to do without him on Sunday? You'll probably see uh, more Brandon Faison. You know, he's a guy who just the coaching staff trust him to go out there, play the techniques. But Dallas Flowers has been coming on a little bit. We saw him get out there uh, after Isaiah got hurt. Mm-hmm. We saw him out there against Minnesota when Brandon Faison was down. I think you want to see a little more out of Dallas Flowers. I agree. Hey, what? Yeah. He, he's athletic. He's, he's he made quick. the team for a reason in right. training camp. Absolutely. Let's, let's do did. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, give him an opportunity over these last couple of games. Right. See what you got in this kid because, it, you know, it, 
there's all, there's no downside to playing Dallas Flowers and and seeing what he can do. This is an undrafted rookie. It's not like you know he came in as a, a first round pick and there are all these expectations. He said it. No one expected him to be here, mm-hmm. but he knew he could be here. He knew he could do it. He is a kid who does not lack in confidence, does not lack in athleticism and talent. Uh, really interested to see what he can do if he gets an opportunity over these last couple of games. All right, let's go back to the Giants. As I said at the top, they're looking to clinch a playoff berth for the first time since 2016. But they have, if you look at them, they've got a 28-point differential on the season, a negative 28-point differential, meaning they've been outscored by that margin on the season. And this comes with them playing a boatload of one-score games. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a little bit of an outlier there. What's up with that? What do you make of the Giants going into this game? couple of things. I mean, the, the first thing you kind of need to get out of the way is, like, yes, there's probably a little bit of luck involved here. There's a, there's luck involved with the Minnesota Vikings winning as many one-score games as they have won. Usually, one score, winning one-score games do not go year-to-year. Year. Like, you, it's tough to do it back-to-back years to win the amount of one-score games that the Giants and Vikings have won. But the other part of it, and I think the bigger part of it, is that Brian Dable is a really, really good coach. Just full stop. Mm-hmm. The the work that he has done coming in, you look at that New York Giants wide receiver room and the guys they thought they were going to have going into the year, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney, yeah. um, uh, you know, Slayton, those guys, like none of those guys are playing for all, him right all now. Injured They're all injured or traded. They're all injured or traded or benched. And yeah, like Galladay, yeah. Right, and, yeah. and Daniel Jones, the work Brian Dable has done with Daniel Jones, getting the most out of him and putting him in positions to succeed has been so impressive. Mm-hmm. The The work that he has done there. Now, it helps that you have Saquon Barkley, who's a very good running back. Andrew Thomas is a very good left tackle. They've improved their offensive line. You know, Evan Neal on the other side was a top five, six, seven pick. Uh, Mark Lewinsky's over there yep. now. Right guard. On the yep. interior. Yep. Um, but the, the work their offense has done with limited resources on that side of the ball has been fantastic. And then on defense, you know, Wink Martindale's done a really good job there. And they're getting Dexter Lawrence. If you haven't heard of this guy, you haven't seen him play. He weighs about 350 pounds. <laughs> and he has, he I think he has nine sacks and like 65 total pressures this year. That is unheard of from a guy of his size. Yeah, he's a pro bowler. He's a yeah. pro bowler, and, and he is a, a great interior pass rusher Mm -hmm. for the New York Giants. Same with Leonard Williams. That's going to be a real tough challenge for the Colts offensive line. Indeed. That's J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. What are you writing about going into this game? New Year's Day. So I got a story up on Colts.com on Matt Hawk. I read that. That was really good. Really, really. Thank you. Um, I thought, and it's one of those things that just comes from a conversation you have in the locker room. Mm -hmm. I was talking to him um, for a previous story I did, and he made mention of like, yeah, I didn't really punt until I got to college. I was like, what do you mean by that? So we got into it. I uh, talked to the guy who ran the kicking camp where he kind of starred and had mm-hmm. his breakout. Um, not the path you would expect someone to take to being an NFL player. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and he was go, a pretty good wide receiver. He was. In, in high school. He yeah. thought that was going to be his path, and he just kind of punted because he was a good athlete right. and could do it. They, well, and they put him back there. His high school team put him back there to punt because they liked that he could fake it. Yeah. Because he was he was more athletic than everyone on the field. So it's like, all right, the just put Matt that. back there. Yeah. He can, you know, run it. And he did the rugby punt with the rollout. He never actually did the, you know, traditional drop back pocket punting. Um, got, you know, had this, you know, late night phone call with Jamie Cole, who was the, the kicking guru who they worked with. And all of a sudden he's on a cross-country tour, gets a scholarship to Arizona State, yeah, and the rest of it's you know kind of history for yeah, him. So. It's a really good story. Check it out. That's J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. He's all over the website and the mobile app and the Colts Audio Network as well. 
JJ, have fun doing whatever you're doing on New Year's Eve. You will not be in town. You're not going to Manhattan, so enjoy your Cherry's Jubilee wherever you get it on, <laughs> uh, on New Year's Eve. And stay sharp. Stay up to date on everything on the website, and uh, we'll talk to you on Sunday, my friend. Can I also make a dad joke, Tennant? Oh, love it. Talk to you next year, Mate. It's always a classic, right? you got the babysitter. See you guys next See year. See you next year. Ta-da. Pacer Hoops is next. Pacers and Cavs at the Fieldhouse. JJ, I'm Matt Taylor. This has been the Colts Daily Update here on the fan, 93.5, 107.5. Good night.